Hey, 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 thanks for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Burn News Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about all the headlines out there in this big, beautiful world of ours, including the new censorship of Adam Schiff. Oh, Shifty Chip. We're going to talk about Trump's trial and the impact jury pool. We're also going to talk a lot about the, the submarine that went down killing five people that I personally think could have been prevented. Hear this and much more on this episode of the Red Pill Fair News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Thank you all. have arrived. Welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky guy, the truth seeker, your truth finder, your award-winning conscience. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. We have so much headlines, so many headlines to go over, so many things in the news. We just had to do another episode this week. And we're glad to. If this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter which platform you're listening to us on, we are on 73 different audio platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and the list goes on. Also, for you sports fans and wrestling fans, I do co-host with Donnie Gage against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. We drop new episodes there every Tuesday and Saturday. We talk about pro wrestling, past, present, and future. Also, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show, you can always email me at olkentucky99 Kentucky, at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. Now, if you would like to check out our merch shop or our social media links. Everything is in the description below, including uh, some links to our website and so forth. So be sure to check that out as well. All right, so let's get into some headlines. A lot of stuff going on in this big, beautiful, crazy world of ours. And i like to get right into it today. Let's see what we've got, folks. Uh, first headline, please. USDA greenlights lab-grown meat for public consumption. Now, I've done a... I've done a couple episodes on this, that it was coming, and it's here. Yeah, brace yourself, folks. This is not a rumor clip. This is not a conspiracy theory clip. 
This is actual news. USDA's approval sent a wave of celebration across the companies with Upside Foods, ecstatically announcing the day has finally arrived. We are approved to sell our cell covenant chicken in the U.S. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced its stamp of approval for the first lab-grown meat products to hit the public market on Wednesday. Pioneers in the cultivated meat industry, Upside Foods and Good Meat, received the much-awaited nod on Wednesday to commence commercial sales of their lab-created chicken product. USDA's approval Senate uh, the clearance follows a no-question response received by Good Meat from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, in March this year, validating the safety of their lab-grown chicken. Upside Foods had previously uh, bagged a similar thumbs-up in November 2022, uh, Fox Business reported. Proponents of the lab-grown meat argue that the technology harnesses the potential to revolutionize, revolutionize the food industry by curbing animal harm and migrating environment impact. As Josh Turkett, Eat Just co-founder and CEO, points out, this innovative approach eliminates the need for the vast land and water resources currently used in traditional animal farming. Eat Just is the parent company of Good Meat. Well, well, well. Despite this milestone, the companies aren't planning to hit retail stores just yet mainly due to production costs that currently overshadow those of regular meat production. Instead, both Upside Food and Good Meat plan to introduce their products at partnered restaurants, chartering a new path for the future of meat consumption. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, here we go, folks. Here we go. Where all our food is going to... It's already got these... Horrible, horrible chemicals in it that are just horrible for our bodies. And now they're going to grow our meat and lab across the country. How, here's my question when we go to these restaurants, how will we know what is lab? I mean, do they, are they, are they required to advertise? Yo, this isn't from a cow, you know, this isn't from a pig. Or are they going to trick us? Tricky, tricky, tricky. I don't like this at all. I don't. Even though I'm not a hunter, never have been, I don't like the idea of taking cells from a living animal, like fertilized eggs, incubating them to yield sizable masses of meat, and then trimmed and reshaped to look like a butcher done it. And that's basically what they're doing. What they're doing. All right, let's let's uh, let's hit the next headline. Send me the location. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious when I first read this. Send me the location. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg agreed to a cage mask. <laughs> Maybe we should 
me talking about this on my uh, other show against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. They agree to a cage mask. When it comes to the actual physical showdown between tech billionaires, CEO, CEOs, the clash between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg would undoubtedly be a spectacle worth witnessing. <laughs> Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, two of the universe's most prominent tech billionaires, have surprisingly agreed to a cage match. Quote, I'm up for a cage match if he is, the 51-year-old Twitter, SpaceX, and Tesla owner posted in a Twitter thread Tuesday after striking back at a user's post-referencing Zuckerberg's jiu-jitsu experience. Send me location, Zuckerberg responded on an Instagram story on Wednesday with a screenshot of Musk challenging him attached. <laughs> Uh, quote, Vegas Octagon, Musk replied, jokingly, adding, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I can just lay on top of my opponent and do nothing. Later tweeting videos, later tweeting videos of walruses. <laughs> I, I mean, Zuckerberg, in terms of physical stature and his past accounts reveal his involvement in real hardcore street fights, during his upbringing in South Africa. So, oh, that's Musk. I'm sorry, Musk. On the other hand, 39-year-old Zuckerberg is no stranger to combat sports as he aspires to be an accomplished MMA fighter and has already tasted victory in jiu-jitsu tournaments. Furthermore, he proudly claims to have recently conquered the grueling Murph Challenge workout, completing it in an impressive time under 40 minutes, with both individuals displaying their unique strengths and experiences, the anticipation for the potential face-off continues to grow. Will this happen? I don't know. Will this happen? During an interview on the BBC's World at One program, Nick Pete, a well-known fight sports journalist and broadcaster, expressed his belief that Dana White the president of UFC would be eagerly anticipating the opportunity to arrange a showdown between Musk and Zuckerberg. Huh. He went on to suggest that there's a reasonable likelihood of the fight actually taking place. Mostly because of Elon Musk and his personality and his erotic character, his career kind of suggests he's not somebody who willingly steps down from a fight. Wow. Could this happen? Would this happen? Would you pay to see this on pay-per-view? Yeah, that's the best question. Would you pay to watch this on pay-per-view? These two tech billionaires go at it. I don't know if I'd pay for it. I'd probably wait for the free version. <laughs> but I'd definitely be searching, trying to find it, because I definitely would want to watch it. Absolutely. Very, very interesting story there. Okay, next headline. Titanic director struck by implosion shipwreck similarities. Titanic director James Carmen on Thursday said it was impossible for him to process the catastrophic implosion of the sub, uh, submarine carrying five people to the 1912 shipwreck site that he was struck by the similarities between the tragedies. Coast Guard officials on Thursday said the Titan 
submersible exploded near the site of the shipwreck and killed everyone on board, bringing a tragic end to a saga that included an urgent around-the-clock search and worldwide vigil for the missing vessel. Many people in the community were very concerned about the sub, Carmen said in an interview with ABC News. A number of top players in the deep submergence engineering community even wrote letters to the company saying that, that they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers and that it, it needed to be certified and so on. I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship and yet he steamed at full speed into the ice field on a moonless night and many people died as a result. For us, a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site with all the diving that's going on all around the world, I think it's just astonishing. It's really quite surreal. The Coast Guard said the submar submarine likely imploded in the North Atlantic waters. The debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure changer, said Rear uh, Admiral John McGuire of the First Coast Guard District. Ocean Gate Expeditions, the company that owned and operated the submarine, said that in a statement that all five people in the vessel, including the CEO, Stockton Rush, have sadly been lost. Ocean Gate has been chronically, chronically the Titan's decay and the underwater ecosystem around it via yearly voyages since 2021. At least 46 people successfully traveled on Ocean Gate's submarine to the Titanic wreck site in 2021 and 2022, according to letters the company filed with the U.S. District Court in Norfolk, Virginia, that oversees matters involving the Titan shipwreck. But questions about the submarine's safety were raised by former passengers. One of the company's first customers liked in a dive he made to the site two years ago to a suicidal mission. Cameron, who has visited the wreck more than 30 times previously, warned of the dangers of visiting the site. Quote, you're going into one of the most unforgiving places on earth, the Academy Award-winning director said in the 2012 interview. It's not like you can call up AAA to come get you, he warned. Yeah, so, I mean, our hearts go out to those five families. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I think that there's going to be a huge lawsuit come after this. Of course there is, right? I mean, got to be. You know, if you run a business, especially a dangerous business like this, and you're getting warning shots fired at you every which way but loose, you might ought to pay a little bit better attention to that, especially when there's lives involved. Now, I'm not going to go off on a tangent on this, but everything that I've read and researched on this, this could have been avoided. This could have been avoided. And that ticks me off because now five families are without a loved one. Five. <sighs> Next headline. The setting of Trump trial may impact jury pool. The jury pool for former President Trump's classified documents trial will be made up of mostly Florida counties that Trump won handily in both his presidential campaigns. Good. At least it's not in Washington where it's all... Uh, Judge Aileen Cannon signaled that the trial would take place in Fort Pierce, 
the federal courthouse where she normally sits at the north northern end of the southern district of Florida. One swing county and four solid red counties provide the potential jurors to the courthouse, the New York Times reported. Cannon, who was nominated to the bench by Trump in 2020, left open the possibility that the trial could be moved. Quote, I'm not convinced this case is going to go in Fort Pierce. Dave Annenberg, an outgoing Florida state attorney in Palm Beach County, told the Times. Annenberg predicted a potential move to West Palm Beach, the county in which Trump lives and where the classified documents were found. Until or less or unless the case is moved, the trial is expected to draw jurors who live in places that tilt Republican, the Times reported. Quote, for years, it's been very conservative venue for plaintiffs, lawyers, trial lawyer, John Morgan told the Times. It's a solid Trump country. Trump won Okeechobee County, a rural county, where just more than 16,000 people voted in 2020 election with 71.5% of the vote, according to the county's election tally. He took Highland County with 66.8. This county is rural. More than 52,000 people voted. In Martin County, where there are more than 98,000 people voted, Trump won with 61.8%. Indian River, 97,000 people voted. He won with 60.2%. The swing state, the swing county, sorry, of St. Lucie County was one of which Trump won narrowly in both 2016 and 2020. He got 50.4% of the votes in 2020. Cannon has scheduled Trump's criminal trial on charges of illegal uh, retention of classified government documents to start August 14th or as soon thereafter as the case may be called. Fort Pierce is located about 120 miles north of Miami along the eastern coast of Florida. Now, now, now. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. I called it a long, long time ago on this program right here that they were going to address him. They were going to indict him. Trumped up charges, no pun intended. It's ridiculous. And it's weaponizing our federal government against political opponents that you don't agree with. How beautiful is that? Seriously. What in the world? Is this a third world country now? Is that what we're doing here? You know, the poll was taken and 83%, 83% of GOP voters say that they want Trump to stay in the race. No matter what. That's pretty good numbers. Pretty good numbers. You know, we had a Durham report come out. John Durham, uh, he found that the FBI rushed into its investigation of the Trump's campaign, relied way too much on raw and unconfirmed intelligence. Durham, I wish, would have had more of a backbone. And, I, you know, Trump had claimed that Durham's report would reveal the crime of the century and expose a deep state conspiracy by high-ranking government officials to derail his candidacy and later his presidency. The investigation, however, yielded only one conviction, a guilty plea from a little-known FBI employee. The only two other cases that were brought both ended in acquittals in Washington at the trial. Crazy. I just don't understand what happened 
to John Durham. What happened to the Punisher? I just don't get it. I even wrote about this guy in my book. And he's let us all down. He's let us all down. And that's just, uh, that's sad. Some good news out there is finally, 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 Democrat Adam Schiff is finally getting censored. Man, he made so many more, uh, remarks outspoken about Trump. So many lies. He was a part of the the uh, the January sixth committee. He was part of the the uh, the RussiaGate lies. Adam Schiff finally, on a vote of two thirteen to two o nine. The revised resolution says that Schiff held positions of power during Trump's presidency and abused this, trusted by saying there was evidence of collusion between Trump's campaign and Russia. Schiff was one of the most outspoken critics of the former president as both the Justice Department and the Republican-led House launched investigations into Trump ties to Russia in 2017. Both investigations concluded that Russia interverted, interfered in the 2016 presidential election, but neither found evidence of criminal conspiracy. Representative Schiff purposely deceived his committee, Congress, and the American people. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And he should be censored. He should be thrown out. Thrown out. Get out of the Capitol. You're done. Oh, shifty shift. All right, folks, so that is all the time we do have for today's episode. I want to thank you. We're going to do shorter episodes. We're going to try to do more episodes. That's why we're doing shorter ones. Uh, I, and I know I haven't lived up to that <laughs> just yet. But I want to start to get to the point to where I can get two or three in. Uh, I'm sorry, three or four episodes in. 20-minute episodes in a week. Rather than one 40-minute episode or a 40-minute and a 20-minute or, or what have you. So, uh, So that's why we're Doing things a little bit different, trying to find the right, the right mixture of the way we do this thing. Anyways, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. With your host, the Kentucky Guy. And as always, folks, God bless. And God bless America. Thank you all so much.